Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mumpreneurs by mumpreneurs. Each week we're diving into mum-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today I am your host Michelle Bonvert and I am chatting with the lovely Dolly DeLong who is going to be talking to us about all things systems and processes and this is one of my love languages so I'm really excited to dive in. Dolly's also a photographer and I think it's going to be really fun for us to talk about how those two pieces of her business work. So I'm really excited. So Dolly, do you want to do a proper introduction and then we can get chatting? Yeah, definitely. Michelle, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so incredibly honored to be here. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, well, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Um, well, like you said, my name is Dolly DeLong. I am a um, based in Middle Tennessee in Nashville, Tennessee, where I serve as a family and a small business photographer. But then the third hat I wear is I'm a systems and workflow educator for creatives. So what that means is I love educating other creative business owners about the back-end puzzle pieces of running their business using systems, workflows, SOPs, just to make it more streamlined and seamless and just helping them experience those aha moments with, with again, with automations, systems, workflows to better run their business. And so that's mostly the business side. And in personal life, I um, am married to my wonderful husband, Ty, and we have two, two boys. I'm a boy mom. And <laughs> Um, just loving this life and trying to balance out as much as possible. So I'm sure we're going to be talking about that a lot in the <laughs> podcast. So um, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I love it. And you are wearing a lot of hats. So I yes. think that's really relatable for a lot of people <laughs> listening. So I'm curious, I'm assuming that the photography part started first. What prompted yeah. you to start your photography business? And how did that go? Yeah, definitely. So I this might age me tremendously so, <laughs> we don't bother about age that's just a concept <laughs> I um when I was grad I was a senior in college in 2006 2007 and my grandparents are the ones who gifted me with my first camera I just wanted a camera just to take pictures but they like gave me a full frame like beautiful big huge camera and um <laughs> and at the time nobody had not a lot of people had cameras and so I became the go-to photographer um for all my friends in college and then after college in 2007 I just um started doing photography as a hobby mm. and um went to get my master's and that's how I ended up in Nashville um, for counseling, because I um, have my background is in mental health counseling, and I was just going to do that full time. Mm. But what happened was my side, my hobby was exceeding my salary because wow. I worked at, in higher education for about seven to eight years in a university, and my hobby just like surpassed my my higher education job and then photography became my full-time job and um, also the same year that I went full-time with my business is the year I gave birth to my firstborn Blaze 
And so it just like, it happened to be like, I gave birth to two babies in 2018. (laughs) So it really took me like 10 years to go full-time into my photography business. I did not intend to do that business at all. It was accidental, but Mm -hmm. the best type of accident. And, um, and then systems and workflows, where did that come from? That came from years of me, um, just being very organized and streamlined on the back end of my own business. I Mm. thought assumed every creative business owner was organized and streamlined and like knew how to create systems for themselves and they didn't. And, um, in 2020, you know, the year that everything changed for so many business owners, um, I was trying to find a new way to like, honestly, just like create income for myself because Mm -hmm. I could not um, photograph like in person because of the shutdowns and lockdowns in my city. And so I was like, okay, I need to figure out like what I'm really good at doing. And maybe this could be another income stream for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where systems and workflows came in because a lot of people didn't know how, like, just like didn't understand how to take baby steps with systems, workflows, SOPs. Um, Mm -hmm. It was an overwhelming topic for creatives. Like it's a non-sexy thing to do. Like, I mean, I think that's sexy. (laughs) The back end of your business, that's fun. But for a lot of business owners, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I took my strength that is just like, I don't want to say comes naturally to me, but was taught through the years in higher Mm. education because I like that was part of my job um I just took that and I applied it and now this is my third like third hat of my business (laughs) since 2020 so I've been doing that additionally for about three years now wow I love that and it feels like a very natural progression from the photography piece that's yeah. what was working in the back end of your business now you're turning around and showing other people how to do exactly, that exactly exactly yeah. it's been fun and I enjoy it so much and yeah it's been I a love lot. it <laughs> Let, let's dive into what kinds of systems and processes most creative business owners need because I think a lot of times what I see is people don't even know what's missing <laughs> yeah exactly um okay so the it, this may seem so silly but it's so pivotal and I've noticed a lot of business owners not necessarily I don't I'm not gonna say creative business owners I'm gonna say a lot of overall business owners are missing mm. out on this component of their contact form process mm. and um like what happens when a person contacts you um what are the what are the natural steps that happen when a person hits submit and that is lacking for a lot of business owners there's no consistency there's no workflow that again is consistent it's just um confusion for like for uh, for the um person who submits the form and like okay well what happens then and mm. so i would love just to briefly chat about that if you would, yes. if you would okay let's um, dive deep i love it okay awesome <laughs> so and again it's something that's so simple as the mm. contact form but then I feel like we tend to overcomplicate it. And so we just don't tackle it because we want to tackle, again, 
the sexy thing or do a shiny object thing. And so I want to challenge either the viewer, if you're watching this on, on video, or if you're listening to this on podcast, please take notes and apply it to your business today, because this can give you a really easy win. So what I like to call this the contact form that wows, because it is going to wow your viewer when they reach out to you, because that we want the objective of this system is to keep you top of mind to your, like a person who inquires of your services. Now, keep in mind, um, several things. The first thing is where are you, you need to know where you're presenting yourself, like platform wise, um, mm -hmm. that is normally known as like the top of the funnel. And if you, or like platforms that people could easily find you on. So we're thinking TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, or even your website. Are you presenting a consistent contact contact form process on all of these platforms? Otherwise, if a person is reaching out to you, are you giving them like differing um, client journeys based on where mm. they're contacting you from, because that could impact the way a person feels about you from the get-go. So mm. you want to start like from the very beginning of their client journey, from their awareness of you, when they reach out to you, give them a very consistent like journey with you. And so if that means like putting, I, I, I don't use TikTok, so I'm not going to use TikTok. <laughs> We can use I'll, another example. <laughs> I'll use Instagram as an example. So yeah. I know a lot of people like to DM me on Instagram and start like contact me, start talking with me. So I make sure to have my Dubsado form, which is my client relationship management tool form, consistent on Instagram and Facebook and my website. And so even if a person DMs me, I'll quickly copy paste my contact form in the DMs. So that way it's consistent. They can fill out the form and it's the same client journey. Does that make sense? Yeah. It sounds like it's not just giving people all the information any way they want. It's really helping funnel them into the right place to get into your system, get into your processes. And it yeah. sounds like it's obviously very lovely for the customer side, but it sounds like a really good thing as a business owner to help not drop the ball to get some of those leads, yes. especially when we have conversations in lots of different places. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought up the phrase drop the ball because <laughs> for, for me, like I, I know like, like as a mom, like we have 10,000 hats going on all the time, but I I, I don't want, I don't want to ever drop the ball. And I know I probably will. I'm a human. We're humans, <laughs> but professionally, I don't want to drop the ball because even at the very beginning, if you drop a ball that will like put some sort of, even if it's not spoken and unspoken psychological, like bad taste in a person's mouth to where they're like, well, I don't know if I want to work with this person now because they, there seems to be gaps or inconsistencies. Yeah. So even at the very top of your client journey for your contact form, you want to make it a consistent professional and like give them a taste of what it's going to 
look like working with you so early on in the game? So that's mm -hmm. where that consistency and elements of the contact form comes in. Like you are letting them know, hey, this is a consistent way to contact me. Even if you contact me on various platforms, like it's going to be the same journey starting out. So look at your contact form process and decide like what questions you're going to ask, what um, information you need to know right off the get-go and a few easy questions to ask, just like to make it very clear if this is brand new for you. Um, first name, last name, email address, if you need their contact information, like their phone number. And then what type of questions do you need them to answer for them like to move to the next step? So for me, I use Dubsado. Um, and so whatever question they self-select, um, it goes into a specific workflow. And that might mm -hmm. seem overcomplicated <laughs> to the listener. So I want to make this as easy as possible for you. So look at all the services you offer within your business and like make those the self-select tools, like the drop-down options. So for me, my drop-down options are family photography branding, small business photography, or systems and workflow education. Um, mm -hmm. So I have three, maybe up to four self-selections. And then whatever they self-select, that they hit submit. And then they're entered into a specific workflow based on what they self-selected. Um, now, if that, again, is overly <laughs> overwhelming to the viewer, to the listener, then you don't have to have automations and triggers set up for whatever they self-select. But I want you to develop some sort of system to where you will consistently answer them within 24 to 48 business hour, hours um, and don't put it off. And for me, I have it triggered in Dubsado for them to receive an automated email once they hit submit. And in that automated email, there's a video of me, like an embedded video of me talking to the person, not like using their name, but just a generalized <laughs> video. Thank you for filling out my contact form. Um, this is when you can expect to hear from me, but here's all the information you need to know right now. So what this does is it, shows them like it confirms with them oh my goodness like I I did the right thing like this is Dolly DeLong either photography or Dolly DeLong education um I now know like when to expect to hear from her and I can look at her packages while I wait to hear from her so mm -hmm. like again, it's giving consistency it is letting them know like they're in the right place. And then um, a third element I'd like to do. So that let's like retrace the steps back. Yep. So <laughs> the element of consistency of like, I'm asking them the same questions on the form. And this form is the same on all platforms, no matter where they find, find me. Um, and then when they hit submit, they are getting that uh, confirmation email. And then the third the third element I haven't mentioned yet is a thank you confirmation page. So mm. when they hit submit, they not only are getting that confirmation email in their email inbox, but they are redirected to a thank you page. And on your thank you page, you can embed that 
maybe that similar video, a different video. You can ask them to follow you on your main social platform so that they can continue that relationship with you, um, get, get to know you, and then embed your lead magnet to build out your email list. So if they... The magic of that is just because they've reached out to you to contact you on your, like, of your services, that doesn't mean they're on your email list. Mm -hmm. A CRM platform is very different from an email service provider platform, two very different things. And so I love to invite people to like, hey, while you're here, like while you're waiting on confirmation for me, why don't you download my, like if it's a family photography session, then hey, download this free portrait guide to help you get ready for your family session. And then that funnels them into an email like nurture sequence. So they're being nurtured in the email nurture sequence here. And then they're also being nurtured immediately through Mm. my client relationship management tool. So two things are going on. So I'm staying top of mind several ways. Mm. I feel like I just did like a word <laughs> and, and people are like, what is happening? So we we could definitely chat about that. Yeah, I think it's really like you're mentioning, it's just giving feedback at every stage and giving them yeah. something else to confirm they're in the right place that you're potentially the right fit. So I love the point of, yes, giving them feedback once they filled in the form, they have a page that shows them, okay, here's your next step if you want to go deeper if you don't want to wait around for me to answer your email here's something to do right now today to get ready I think that's really genius and then giving them the email where they have that confirmation and I love the idea of putting a video in there because it's that personal touch it feels really custom even if you said you're not using their name it still feels really thoughtful I think it's a really great first impression to create for a new client yeah and another thing is um most likely a person, when a person is filling out your contact form, they're probably filling out five to six to seven other contact forms of similar business owners. So if you are a business owner and you're listening or watching, like this is another reason why it's important to stay top of mind Mm. because your um, new, the person who is inquiring of your services, they're probably, I don't want to just say like they're they're not just price shopping, but they're also personal, like they're seeing like what would be the best fit for Mm. them. And I'm not saying at all to like change your personality to fit everybody (laughs) to like be a people pleaser, but you should really put your best professional foot forward and be top of mind to them so that that, that really does put a really good taste in a person's mouth. Mm. Um, I don't know how else to phrase that. Like, taste. <laughs> that's always been like a weird phrase for me. I'm I like, agree. Yeah. It's, I wish there was another phrase to use, but yeah. you just want to leave a really good impression. First impression mm. on everything. And um, be sure when you're making, if you, I highly recommend embedding that video. You can use mm. Loom. You can like do a private unlisted video and embed it from YouTube. There are free ways to do this. And mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to not let video stop you because um, video, like video is not going to end anytime soon. Video is only getting stronger every single year and people really want a a connection of some Mm. sort. So I encourage you to look in the 
actually look in the camera to <laughs> smile, to let them know what to expect. And then um, another element that I do that's more personal is when I'm in the business, like during business hours, like the next day I open up my email and I see, oh, somebody filled out my contact form. I immediately look through their inquiry form. I look at their name. I look at what they're inquiring about. And then I send them a personalized video while I'm in like my office, like during Ooh, business wow. And so like, let's say Michelle, like you fill out my contact form for family photography. Let's say I'm in like Paris, France. And you're like, <laughs> I pictured my family photos in Paris, France. And so um, immediately when I'm in business hours, um, I'll send you a video and be like, Hey, Michelle, it's Dolly. Thank you so much for filling in my contact form. And then I talk very briefly about the family photography price, um, packages. Like, as you can see in that first email you should have received from me, um, click on the packages and then you'll see what's the best fit for you. And then I just go on about like what to like, what the booking process looks like. And it literally takes me maybe up to two minutes to like, that's really long. Like let's say one minute to make this mm. video and to send it and to personalize it. And I am not joking, Michelle, my booking rates for family photography is high because of this one element. Um, mm. Because I, well, I know my client really well. It's the mom, like the mom who wants those milestone photos. And I'm understanding that because I'm also a mom and I, um, I've just been able to like really build connections with moms through sending that personalized video because they're like, oh, she gets it. Oh, they, I've had clients tell me we booked you because of that video you sent us. And it was like, it was confirming like, yeah, we're going to work with her because she gets it. She's on top of it. Um, she's also mom. So I don't know, incorporate videos in, in <laughs> to your contact process and you can yeah. automate like a very generalized video and then you can personalize a video on your timing. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about the actual video piece because I'm sure a lot of us don't feel camera ready every day. Do you have any no. tips on how to get over some of that awkwardness of filming these yeah. little videos? Because I, I get that it's so impactful, but I could hear them I'm listening being like, but I don't look camera ready. I don't feel camera ready every yeah. day to do this. Yeah, exactly. Um, I 100% well, I get that. Um, and I know this like advice is going to be like, that's the advice, Dolly. <laughs> but, but the thing is like, you just like, if you're listening in, you just have to take the step and film that first video and then film the second video and film the third. Like you have to start getting comfortable in order to start getting comfortable. You have to practice. Um, it's kind of like a couch to 5k. Like if you want to run a 5k, but you've never run a 5k before there are training programs called couch to 5k, like taking that first step off the couch. And with video, it's like, you have to film that video and it doesn't have to be a like Steven Spielberg production <laughs> video. Um, it just needs to, like, if you're worried about lighting, then find a good light source. Make sure that you're filming, like, like I have a ring light right in front of me and it's like 
lit up. And if you guys knew this, like it's actually really dark outside in Nashville. It's still like the sun hasn't even like risen yet. Um, but nobody would know that because I'm in a well-lit office. So if you are using the excuse of like, oh, it's too dark, use a ring light. Or if you are using the excuse of I'm not eloquent enough, well then like, just like, just talk to the camera like you're talking to a really good friend or um, you're talking to your ideal client. Um, Don't make, a lot of these are, and I'm, I'm not a woo person at all. <laughs> But a lot of these excuses are like in our minds and we just have to get over it. Um, I always, something I learned from my background, mental health counseling, nobody is thinking about you every day. You are like, we're all just thinking about ourselves every day. Nobody's really like hung up on what you said, like the way you are hung up. Like, so we are all just thinking about ourselves every single day. And most likely the person that is receiving the video is not going to be hung up on if you like messed up on something because they're most likely being hung up about what they did, if that makes mm. sense. Like I think that's so yeah. important. Like that is yeah. the point I think is no one's paying as much attention to you exactly. as you think they are. <laughs> And exactly. it's a great thing. Like it's yeah. a tool to use. I love that. Exactly. And if they're going to be hung up on, like, if you mispronounced, if you like tripped over your words, like then they're not the client for you. And and that's okay. You want to work with people who are genuinely excited about working with you and your services and want to make a, that connection. Yeah. And I think if you are nervous about video, I think your advice of just practice something small is really good. And Sure, it may sound a bit vulnerable to email someone a video that's custom to them, but that's far less vulnerable than putting something out there in public as part of your marketing. So I actually think these little custom videos that are designed for one, maybe two people to watch are yes. a really great training wheel to get you used to doing video in a bigger sense. So I actually think these are like the perfect starter to get used to video. I love it. Yeah, they're your, they're your gateway drug. <laughs> exactly we want In you to be a video of <laughs> um, um, people would be like what no <laughs> no drugs but that was just a really lame mom joke so yep we're um, all about the mom jokes <laughs> <laughs> but I just really want to encourage like I, I know like we're talking a lot about the contact form process mm. but it, if you're like listening and watching you're like where does the autumn it's kind of like a hybrid of like yeah systems versus like a workflow so the workflow is or SOP standard operating room procedure is I want to encourage you to actually map out how your ideal contact process is going to look out so you literally are going to create your contact form workflow or standard operating procedure that you want to be consistent and then the automation the system that happens within that like do you want an automated email to go out? Okay, well, what is that going to look like for your client relationship management tool like Dubsado or HoneyBook or 17 Hats or even a simple Google form? How is that going to look? Like how do you want something to automate? Do you need to use Zapier? Do you need to use like some sort of tool? The great thing about this is we live in a world that everything is accessible online. So if you're uncertain about 
if your platform can automate something, just Google it. Just go, it's super <laughs> easy. Um, but I use Dubsado and Dubsado makes everything super easy for me. And um, yeah, so um, that is the contact form process. Yeah, I love it. I think it's really important, as you said, the difference between having this system, which is kind of like the plan of how you want to do the thing. And then the automations can be the, like executing the plan, but it doesn't mean we don't have those personal touches too. And depending obviously on like what system you're building, some things don't need the personal touch like a contact form. But I think by having that plan, you can be really intentional and thoughtful of where you're spending your time as the human running the business and what you can outsource to the automations and the tool and the tech. Exactly, exactly. And I also want to encourage listeners to um, map out all of your SOPs, because that is going to be vital for you as you grow your business. Um, even like the mundane of how a person contacts you, what are all their steps that happen immediately after they're like they submit their contact form? And why this is vital is because you may be a, going into your business like wanting to hire out, wanting to scale, that sexy term, scale your <laughs> business, um, grow your business. So you want to know how these certain SOPs look like so you can hand them off to an OBM, a VA, a contractor so that you can best train them. Because I have a secret to tell everyone, mm -hmm. your future VA, they cannot read your mind. Like nobody can read your mind. Um, so you need to know your processes really well, map them out, record them on a project management tool like Asana or Trello or Notion or what whatever project management tool you enjoy using, map it out on that. And then that way you can easily train and hand off your um, certain processes to your VA, your future hire. Yeah, and I think even if you're not quite there, just externalizing the things that are in your head, I think takes some of the mental weight off, you know, as yeah. well as and business owners, we have like so much in our heads. Yeah. Sometimes you forget things or you just don't think as consciously as you go through the stuff you do every day, every week, every month. So I really like the idea of just taking it out of your head and putting it somewhere else <laughs> so yes. that it is easy to follow, easy to think about. And we don't have to keep that sort of mental tab open of how do I do my contact form again? How do I put together a blog post? You have it right there, you don't have right. to keep remembering it. So I think it's really valuable for that too. And as a mom, I hope this makes another mom laugh, but um, you might be thinking, well, I can just like put these on sticky notes and have them in front of me. Mm. And that's good and fine, but I um, am not against sticky notes. I love a good sticky note. But when, so my, my son, I was sharing with Michelle to like, when we're recording, today is his fifth birthday. But when he was one, he ran into my office and I had um, a, an entire workflow mapped out on sticky notes. And, you know, he's one-year-olds, like, you, you, God love them, like, God bless them. He just, he ripped them all off because <sighs> they're sticky notes mm -hmm. and I didn't know it. And he threw them in the toilet. And so... <laughs> Like my mind was literally in the toilet, you all. Like I, I just, I was like, well, I guess this is like very symbolic of like 
this, I couldn't help but laugh because it was just a reminder to me like, okay, yeah, I, even though I had mapped it out and it was out mm-hmm. of my head, I should have put it somewhere like safer, like my digital like Trello board. Again, I mentioned a, a project management tool. So please like from one mom to another, if you're like listening and please map it out on a digital, like in a digital planner, um, because your little ones, they may rip it off and throw it in the toilet. Don't let mm. that happen to you. Very important advice, I think. Yes. <laughs> it's it's so tempting too, because it feels really tangible and physical to do it yes. in, you know in real life with real post-its but I think yes. you're very good advice and it makes it easier too to hand off to other people they're not going to come and look at your big post-it note exactly wall. exactly so, and if you're like but I just need to write it out well then write it out on your post-it notes and then transfer that mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just it just will help your brain out so much because what Michelle is sharing is like you like we have so many hats that we're wearing and we again like we want to do I'm sure we all want to do life very well wearing all these hats and part of that is really leaning into like creating those SOPs for our business so that we don't have to like rely on our memories in our minds because like life is messy and life happens. Mm-hmm. And when you don't sleep well, your memory does not work well. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, well, Dolly, I feel like we could talk about this for another 10 episodes because I just love, <laughs> I love this so much, but I'm not going to keep you. But before we sign off, I would love to encourage you to share where people can learn more about these beautiful systems, get to know you. I know you have a really awesome podcast as well and a fun thing to kind of go a bit deeper in all of this. So I'm going to let you share where people can hang out with you more. Yeah, definitely. So if you enjoyed this conversation, again, like we went, like we just talked about the system of creating a consistent um, client journey for your contact form. So I go deeper on my podcast, the systems and workflow magic podcast. And you all, Michelle's going to be on the podcast. And so (laughs) be sure to look for her there. Um, I'm really excited about her episode. Um, But I do, um, yeah. I do episodes all centered around the magic of systems, workflows, SOPs, and how to take baby steps in just like streamlining the back end of your business and make it super simple. And the podcast episodes are like geared around being mastermind like strategy. So I want you to walk away with the strategy. Um, and then the second thing is if you like this, you find me on Instagram at Dolly DeLong education. And I stay very active on Instagram. I'm very active in my stories as well. So shoot me a DM if you want to. And, and then, um, can we talk about the, the systems and workflow magic bundle? Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. You all, I'm so excited about this bundle. So I lead the systems and workflow magic bundle every year. And this year, when when this episode airs, it's going to be 2024. I feel like very future focused right now. Um, And in this, these bundles, I try to focus on helping the creative business owner understand like one part of automating streamlining um the back end of their business like with one theme and mm-hmm. so every year is a different theme so this year's theme is all about the systems and workflows of launching because launching can be so overwhelming um there's like that pre pre-launch phase the pre-launch phase 
the launch phase, the post-launch phase, if it, and like people, and then there are different puzzle pieces within those phases. So I wanted to break it down and make it simple to understand, simple to like implement for a business owner who may be running the show on their own, can't necessarily hire out like an integrator, a huge team to launch for them. And if you're scared about launching and because of all these puzzle pieces, I want launching to be achievable for you this year. So I have over 30 different contributors of the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle, the launch edition, and Michelle's one of the contributors. <laughs> um, so I'm so excited about that. So um, Michelle will leave the link yeah. in the show notes so that you can check out and Michelle do you mind sharing what your um like your contribution is for this bundle yeah so I'm putting in one of my most popular products is, is my simple sales system that is built out in Notion and it is a very simple um, system to put together all of your launch kind of content in one place you fill in a big workshop worksheet and then it's fits out your sales page copy, your email copy, and your social copy, and all the bits and pieces to actually schedule and plan all of that in one place. It's very cool. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. And as I have been like getting to know the contributors and looking over what everybody's contributing, I'm like so excited about yours specifically, Michelle, because Notion is on my to-do list of like, oh. just like dabbling dabbling in notion again like i love notion you. yeah i i've heard so many good things about notion so i'm really excited about it and this bundle is going to help out so many business owners like again take baby steps in understanding what launching is how to apply launching to the back end of their business and like take that first step to actually launch launch that service, launch that product in confidence. And um, so I'm really excited about it. So everything will be, at, again, I'm sharing all the links with Michelle. <laughs> and yeah, that that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I mean, I think those are some really great places to go and learn more yeah. and dive deeper. And I definitely encourage everyone listening to check out the bundle because launching is something really scary, but yeah. really, really important. It's basically like, when you do your marketing and your sales in a condensed place. And I think it's something, even if you're a service provider, you don't want to miss out on because it has such a huge impact. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. Okay, Dolly, thank you so much for this. This has been just amazing. And thank you everyone for listening in this week. I've so loved sharing this with you. Uh, if you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we really appreciate a rating and telling a business friend about the show. We're going to be back next week with more marketing tips for busy mums with businesses. And until then, take care.